Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks and a welcome in to sports lounge live harry here along with everybody else and uh it is tuesday april the 11th and show number two two four one four one for april 11th and it's a busy april 11th so here we go chris now 411 we got information for you okay (laughs) yes we do and rick Rick, our uh, host to be named later has been named later okay so we have uh we have the masters we're going to start off with we're going to do a slight bit of nascar not much to talk about then we go to the nba because the regular season is wrapped up and the play-in games start tonight we'll tell you what we can about the playoff lineup and run you through the final standings for everybody then we'll talk about the playoffs a little bit then we're going to do finish up the college uh, sports for the winter uh and any any college notes then we have baseball nfl and nhl and a lot of milestones in the nhl if we don't get them all in today we'll try to get them in next week because and we'll have more about the nhl next week because we'll know all the playoff pairing pairings and we'll have nba but for um the masters john rom beat uh brooks kepka by four strokes and and also phil mickelson has also ended up four strokes behind and he when the day started now they played 30 holes because of the uh weather problems they had on friday and saturday so he had been four behind when he started the day at like 8.30 in the morning. But uh, he shot a 69 in the last round and uh, kept uh, tied Phil Mickelson and, and both at 8-under, and uh, Rom was not 12-under. And Phil shot a 65, the oldest runner-up ever at, at 52 years old. And Rom won, uh, by the way, the second major. He won the U.S. Open in 2021 at Torrey Pines and uh, st- started the final round two behind Kepka. And then Phil shot his best round uh, of anyone over 50, and that was at, at 65. And, and best sound he, around he'd ever shot at Augusta in his whole career. So quite a uh, quite a charge for Phil. And uh, so Rahm's fourth win this year, so he's really been uh, racking him up. And he's Rahm, number one ranked now. He's yeah, he's should ranked be. number one now. He uh, is. He is. Yeah, Rahm and Kepka, uh, um Played 30 holes on Sunday, as I said, and of course uh, Mickelson and and Kepka are live golfers. So there you go. And they had three: Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth were one stroke behind. Uh, so you had okay. three. You had three live golfers in the top five. You had uh, Mick, uh, Kepka, Mickelson, and Patrick Reed. And you really didn't have a whole lot. Phil was very reserved. Of course, he's not. Where Kepka's been kind of, from what I heard. Not really happy about the live stuff, but John Rahm, yeah, one thing, he is, he's the fourth Spaniard to win it, and he won it on Seve Ballesteros' birthday, because you had right. Jose Mar- Seve Ballesteros got his second 84, I think, you know, two, 
uh, I forget, 84, and I forget what's the other one. And then uh, Jose Maria Olazabo won it in 99, and Sergio Garcia, who won it in 17, his first Masters was in 99 when Olazabo won it. And then John Rahm, who won it this year, his first Masters to play in was in 17 when Sergio Garcia, who won it. And, yeah, Rahm went to Arizona State, and I'll tell you, it was a real – he – it was really good. He he did a I think a really a really good uh, job with it. I mean, a lot of rain. Kepka led through most of it. Uh, they got some of it, and then Friday afternoon you had the tree, the, yeah. the one the pine tree, the tree fall on seventeen two other trees, right? Isn't that what yeah, happened? Knocked down two other, yeah, knocked down two other trees. There was nobody at the seventeenth tee. No spectators. No wow. golfers. So they were lucky. And they thought it was going to go into Monday, but it was a very, you know, CBS loved it because they got coverage Sunday morning and Sunday evening. And then Saturday afternoon, they re-showed part of the second round that was on ESPN Saturday morning. So really they got bonus, bonus advertising and bonus coverage. And mm-hmm. Vern, Vern Lundquist was not there. I guess I thought he was still going to do the Masters, but I guess this year he's retired from all of it. He was not there. Okay. And, and Tiger withdrew with plantar fasciitis. He had made the cut, and he set the record for uh, the Masters cuts in a row that he had made. I didn't get the he, number, but he, uh, yeah, he, he couldn't finish. Uh, he tied the record at 23 straight. Tied to 23 yeah. straight. And he okay. he could not even hard because he had plantar fasciitis in the left leg, but that right leg from you know his accident and everything, he could not hardly walk. His caddy or somebody said if he had been allowed to have a golf cart, he'd probably win it, but uh, I don't know. He, could, well, he, 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 even, he even said on Friday, he said, I'm three years away from a buggy because apparently yeah. in the cha- on the champion store you can use golf carts. Yes, you can. So, and, uh, and then Fred Couples was the oldest player to make the cut for the Masters. He's 63. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, he was the oldest, yeah. and yeah, yeah, he was the oldest, and and I thought, well, here's the ironic part. You know, CBS was ready for this after the Masters. Sixty Minutes did a story on Saudi Arabia and their involvement in sports with the boxing, with the soccer, yeah. with signing yep. Christian, and they had about the live golf, and then they showed the good. You know, they were ready just in case a live golfer. Uh, yeah, he lived golfer. Well, it also feeds they, they often, if they have a big sporting event, you know, they'll try or the, an AFC championship yeah. game or something, if they're having 60 minutes, they'll try to have a sports thing right afterwards, you know, if they know they've got the well, training. It, but it, but especially, especially with this controversy, the PGA and the live guys, both, I, people were waiting to see what is Jim Nance going to, because Jim Nance has been very vocal against live golf, and they were to see how, if Kepka had hold on, held on to win, how what he was going to do or what was. Well, remember, and, uh, during the, during during the Saturday round, he said uh, uh, something about Bruce kept kept uh, going to the uh, CW walkway or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the, 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 the crosswalk, yeah. the CW, yeah. and he said, CW. and he said, well. John Rahm will live to see another tournament win, uh, to see yeah. another tournament champion's dinner. So he will live to he will live to have it. He made a reference to that. Also, I don't know. Yeah. He took yeah. he took a few uh, little also, subtle shots at one thing. One thing. Here's my one contributor to golf. Okay. I was listening to Mad Dog yesterday. And oh, I was too. He said one thing they have to do, and he said, "I don't care what your view is on on live or or whatever." He said, "If you want to keep big time fans." These guys from Live and the PGA need to somehow figure out a way. No, they're not going to score PGA points, but they need to be in the majors. 
Yeah, well, and the major and, and I think he, I ma- think he's correct by that because you're he's talking about the U.S., the British, and all the major yeah. Ryder Cup well, the majors. He said because he said if you don't have those guys in there, he said people are not going to watch. Right. Well, and the majors, uh, the U.S. Open is not run by the PGA Tour. The British Open is not run by the PGA Tour. The PGA Championship is not run by the PGA Tour. It's run by the PGA of America, which is different. And they have all said as long as they're ranked. Uh, or as long as they've won championships, they're well. You know, the live golfers are welcome, so you will definitely see them at least at the U.S. and the British Open, and I think at the PGA Championship because yeah, like by, I said, those by are the not way, run by the PGA Tour. One yeah. more note on John Rahm: he becomes the first European to ever win uh, both a U.S. Open and a Masters. Okay. No, yeah. no other European golfer has ever done that. All right. Seve didn't just, win a U.S. Yeah, he didn't. No, That's he right. did not. Okay, and uh, we know where the U.S. Open is this year. Um, oh, off the top of my head. Okay, no, I don't. We'll find. But out. the next, the next tournament will be the PGA Championship. The next major. That's in right May. too. Yeah, That's yeah. In May. In May. And right. Christopher Bell won uh, the Food City uh, Dirt Track Race in Bristol, Tennessee. So That's there you go. Natural. They they, uh, they could have, huh? I thought it was Nashville, wasn't it? No, no uh, Miss A told me it was Bristol. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now let's move on to the NBA because we, of course, wrapped up the regular season. So I'll give you the the uh, final uh, standings for everybody. So we, everybody will be recorded here. Milwaukee number one in the East, eight fifty-eight and twenty-four. Celtics fifty-seven and twenty-five. Philadelphia third at fifty-four and twenty-eight. Cleveland fifty-one and thirty-one. The Knicks forty-seven and thirty-five in fifth place. Brooklyn forty-five and thirty-seven in sixth place. So those are the seeded teams. They're they're already locked in. Uh, Miami is in seventh right now at forty-four thirty-eight. Atlanta forty-one and forty-one. Toronto forty-one and forty-one. Chicago forty and forty-two. So those are your play-in teams: Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago. The ones that did not make it: Indiana thirty-five and forty-seven. Washington thirty-five and forty-seven. Orlando thirty-four and forty-eight. Charlotte. 27 and 55, and Detroit 17 and 65. And so in the East, what we're going to have tonight at 7.30, we're going to have Atlanta play Miami, and the winner of that game will play the Celtics. They'll be the seventh seed. The loser of that game will go and play the winner of tomorrow night's Eastern game at 7 p.m. between uh, Chicago and Toronto, in Toronto. So, And then they will, they will have an 8-9 elimination game uh, after that. So and that's the key hard. thing, Chris, to remember for for the teams like um, I think likely you'll you'll probably see the Timberwolves and, and the Hawks lose tonight. But hypothetically, if they if that's the case, they're not done. They've still have nope. one more game, and, and they and it's a home game. They'll yes. go to Atlanta and go to Minnesota, and then we'll give in you the, the Timberwolves. We'll give you the Timberwolves drama here in a minute. Yes, we will. In the West, we have Denver at fifty three twenty nine, Memphis fifty one and thirty one, Sacramento forty eight and thirty four. We have Phoenix 45 and 37, the Clippers 44 and 38, and Golden State's 44 and 38, but uh, the Clippers won the tiebreaker. We then go to the play-in teams, the Lakers number one at 43 and 39, and that, you got to give credit to the Lakers, you know, I'm a Celtics fan, but I mean, LeBron got hurt, and they started to win, and they kept it going when LeBron came back, and they really, they were in about 12th place at that time or something, they, they were down in the in the mire, and they, they, got, they got themselves uh, going, and they're a threat to advance, I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they're a threat to win a round or two. Lakers at 43 and 39, Minnesota 42 and 40, New Orleans 42 and 40, and Oklahoma City 40 and 42. The team is missing the playoffs. Dallas, we got some drama with them too, 38 and 44. Utah 37 and 45. 
Portland 3351, Houston 2260, and San Antonio 2260. So for, for the West, tonight, the 7-8 game is uh, Minnesota will travel to Los Angeles and play the Lakers at 10 p.m. And then uh, the 8-9 And those are game, on TNT tonight. Right. The games, and tomorrow it's ESPN yes. uh, for the uh, Toronto-Chicago game. And Oklahoma City will play New Orleans at 9.30. So then and, then again, fri- and then Friday night's uh, play-in games, those two are on ESPN. Right. Yeah. So, yes, there's none on Thursday. I guess the, the two elimination games are Friday. You know, yeah, so there you go. So, yeah, why don't you just talk about Minnesota and get that done, uh, Perry, because we just brought well, them up. Well, I was listening to the game on Sunday, and I had, my phone went off, and it said that during a timeout, Rudy Gobert had punched uh, teammate Kyle Anderson. <clears throat> so I f- I'm like, okay, let me turn on the Timberwolves and see what's going on. So I did, and Alan Hunter confirmed that, yes, that had happened, and he said, Boy, you know, how can you do something like that on a game that means so much to you? He said, he said, I don't get it. And I like those guys who will tell you, tell it like it is like that. That, yeah. that. I enjoy that. And came to find out later after the game that uh, McDa- uh, McDaniels, that one of their, be- was the re- their best defensive player, um, found it necessary to punch a wall. So no was matter. Was he mad at Gobert or he was just. I don't, he, it, nobody knows. But okay. Gobert is suspended for tonight. He would be able to play on Friday should they, you know, whatever, Friday or whenever, whatever they win or lose. Right. But McDaniels, no matter what, he is done for the season. He, he They could go to the finals and his hand is broken. Yeah. He can't play. So, so but that, tells, that tells me, though, the team, you need discipline. And, I mean, they could have hosted this game. Yep. That's right. So Milwaukee will play whoever the eighth-place team is, and, of course, we don't know that. The Celtics will play, again, the winner of Atlanta-Miami uh, tonight. Philadelphia will play Brooklyn. We know that. And we know Cleveland and the Knicks will play the 4-5 in the East. In the West, we'll have Denver playing the eighth-place team again, whoever that may be. Memphis will play the winner of tonight's uh, Lakers-Minnesota game. Sacramento will play Golden State, and I think they're eight, 87 or 82, something like that, miles apart. So that's going to be kind of a rivalry. And uh, Phoenix will be hosting the Clippers. So there you go. That's Boy, and it sounds like from what I'm hearing, Robert, from just, you know, from what the, what you watch, it sounds like there is some real interest in that Sacramento-Golden State series. Uh, yeah, well, uh, they they are like 80, 90 miles apart. And uh, I love it. I, I've been waiting for something like this because I think it's great. you got people on both sides. And, you know, there's a lot of connections between both teams because there's been a lot of cases where former Warrior coaches have become Sacramento coaches, either mm-hmm. assistants or former head coaches. So there's a lot of connections uh, and the owner of the Kings used to be part of the owner of the uh, used to be part of the ownership group that now owns the Warriors. So there's a whole lot of interconnecting between the two, and uh, even I'm hearing a lot of national people talking about this could be the best series in the first round to watch, which I'm amazed by because the Sacramento Kings haven't been in the playoffs for 16 years, and yeah. I think their I think their inexperience is going to hurt them. Yeah. It I may, it may but at least that gives the fans, that gives their fans something yeah. to hope for. Yeah. I think the best uh, series is going to be the best. Cleveland, yeah. I think Cleveland and the Knicks is going to be the best. Well, yeah, I think, uh, well, they, they're saying the two best series to watch in this first round are the Warriors-King and the Knicks and Cavaliers. So, yeah, yeah. You know? And does the winner get you back, Robert? 
Yeah, it's a dark Okay. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, Sacramento was 251 to win the Pacific Division, and they won it. You know that one, if you listen to that BetQL network, they're always putting these things out there. You know, and saying, "Oh, maybe you could take a flyer on this or that. If you took a flyer on that, you'd have made a lot of money." Oh, and yeah. it's the first division win since 2003 for them. Uh, no pro, pro playoffs in Texas. For the first time since 1973, uh, you know, in the three teams, it's the first time all three teams have missed since Dallas came into the league in 80-81. So no Houston, no Dallas, no San Antonio. Uh, and uh, so then, uh, let's see. Let's see. we, we got more stuff here. Uh, in, uh, okay, NBA uh, launching a, a uh, probe into the Dallas situation. And apparently the, the thing is that if Jason Kidd has kept it, had kept his mouth shut, it might have been okay. Might have been okay. Probably wouldn't have been, but it might have been. But he said that the owner and the GM, you know, the Cuban and the GM, told him to do this. So he threw them under the bus. So uh, you know, and and apparently Cuban was fined before for some tanking chicanery a few years ago. So what the deal was was what they were trying to do. They knew that they're you know, and like Oklahoma City or New Orleans or anybody who has, is playing in all these playing games. It's, it would be very difficult to win the championship. It's not like you're trying to do that. And they were trying to protect a top 10 pick from New York. So the theories are they may take the pick just out of the draft altogether and no one will get it, or they might just let the, you know, the Knicks have it. So, you know, they're not sure what they're going to do. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I'm not a Maverick fan or a Knicks fan, or in, but in a case like this, you know, Granny, you may have gotten that pick in a trade, but when you openly come out and admit you're going to oh. do something like this, you I think you give the pick back to the team that gave it to you in the first place and let them have it, you know? Okay, no, what it is, what, here's, here's, it wasn't a pick from the or it was a trade. That yeah. If the Ma- if the Mavericks finished in the in the in the top, you know, what was the top? If their pick was a top ten pick, protected. it was protected. Yeah. And otherwise, if they made the playoffs, the Knicks got the pick this year. So that's how it was a protected pick for them. If they made, and they wanted to make the top ten so they could go ahead and have it. And it wasn't even them tanking. It was the way you had a couple players that they rested, and then they were up by what nine yeah, nine points few, very know. very late. And see, and this is when we were in our conference. Remember when I was giving you scores on that game when, you know, the Mavericks and then the Bulls and what have you, they were up by nine points, and then they took out the best player in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and and Kyrie, Luka didn't play, Kyrie was out, there were a couple of role players that didn't, you know, some of it I get, okay, this is what they're doing, but then they pull out a guy in mid-game when you have a chance to win, and then, of course, you know, the, the, you know Spurs, because, I mean, yeah, you had Houston and San Antonio tanking, but they were also building, you know, so, you know, while they were tanking. They were trying to do certain things, but then yeah, you had... Yeah, I mean, they... And here's the, oh, here's, the th- here's the thing, we always talk about that Kyrie can bottom anything. Well, Kyrie right. really had nothing to do with this one. No. Well, and Kyrie they got in the position. They were in fourth or fifth when they made that trade they, for they Kyrie. Were, but they were, but yeah. I mean, to, it, with the tank, with this particular tank, he didn't, that wasn't no, on him. No, not this particular night, no. but he he drove them down into the to the position where they weren't going to make the playoffs, and they had also, to get him, they traded a lot of their worker bees, you know, that the guys who play defense and stuff, that you know. Did. And they may lose him too. They may, he, he may not. I think, I think they like. I think they likely will. Uh, that's probably not a big uh, problem oh, for them yeah. right now. No. But the Lakers are over five hundred after starting two and ten, and the first team since oh uh, four oh five Bulls that uh, had done that, and New Jersey that uh, did that as well that year. Uh, and uh, uh, let's see. Uh, 
John Casey uh, went uh, is going to the Detroit front office from the co- coaching. Dwayne Casey. Dwayne, 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 Dwayne Casey. Casey. Oh, I wrote. Yeah, I wrote it down wrong. He's going to the uh, to the Detroit front office from the bench, and uh, Houston will not bring back Stephen Silas. They say, and uh, and James Harden has never missed the playoffs. He's had 14 years in a row in the league. So, you know, one of the guys that was in the Kyrie Philadelphia trade, he's not mixed, missed the playoffs. The all-time record is Malone and Stockton made 19 apiece with the, yep. you know. And then we've already talked about uh, Gobert, speaking of uh, Utah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Danny Ainge looks pretty good getting having gotten rid of him. So, uh, huh? okay, any more NBA stuff before we move on to finish up the college winter sports? I heard, nope. Sean, I heard a rumor with uh, Popovich. Is he definitely coming back next year? I, I heard maybe uh, not. Well, he hasn't said. He hasn't said because the, there's people that are speculating because it's almost like he gave a farewell speech, but there's also rumors that he, he's like, well, I'm having, when he was up here, he was like, hey, we love it in Austin. I hope we do it. We do more Austin games because they played two games in Austin this week. He was, I hope we do more because he's going in the Hall of Fame. But And he waited to go in the Hall. He wanted to wait until all of his guys went in the Hall of Fame. Tony right. Parker, Tim Duncan, and Manu, he waited. But, yeah, so he's, you know. So, he's so we'll not, see if he, so we'll see if he comes back. Okay. He has not said. Okay, so the Frozen there's Four. Your uh, there's your NBA, and now yep. moving on to college. Frozen Four, Minnesota beat BU, Boston University, 6-2, to two, and there was 2-2 two, two going to the third period, and they got two empty netters, but there were two power play goals. Minnesota was a much better team in that game. I listened to that game. And uh, uh, Quinnipiac beat Michigan 5-2, to two, and again, going into the third period, it was 2-2 two to two again. I don't know about empty netters. I wasn't listening to that one. But Quinnipiac moved on to the finals and beat Minnesota 3-2. to two. And this was a big upset. And That's they were behind, I think, 2 to nothing in this game and came back and won it in with nine seconds in overtime. And uh, Jacob Quillen won the game. And, and uh, you know, this was a big upset. They were Minnesota was, like, number one all year. Uh, and it was uh, Quinnipiac's first championship of any kind in any any sports in college, and they were a Division three team 29 years ago. And their coach, uh, uh, you know, basically uh, has been there the whole time. They were a terrible Division three team, and he, you know, got them uh, slowly up. And they made the final game in 2013 and lost it, but now they finally won it. It was a good week for Connecticut because, of course, UConn had won it earlier in the week, and that was the day of the parade in, in Connecticut for UConn, and then, of course, they won it. And uh, Quinnipiac is in Hamden, Connecticut. We have to do this. You know, we do this for New England. We do it for Iowa, too. And uh, the people, the big uh, famous people you'd know from Hamden, Connecticut, are Joe Castiglione and Bobby Valentine. So, uh, so there you go. Um, and let's see. 29 years and uh, okay then uh, St. Paul it'll be in St. Paul next year Frozen 4 and then St. Louis in 25 and in Vegas in 26 a lot of college hockey out that way and then we, we gave a little uh, misinformation. We've, we've got it all ironed out now with how many championships different teams have won. We had some of it right. We had some of it wrong last week. So we want to straighten this out and we can, well, we'll, we'll get to get to good old Louisville. UCLA with 11. Of course, we knew that. Kentucky with eight is number two. North Carolina with six. This is the men's college basketball. Then you go to UConn at five, Indiana at five, Duke at five. Then Kansas is in their own little spot at four. Villanova three. And then and uh, Louisville, in reality, has three because they did win it in 80, 86, and 13. But NCAA, in their infinite wisdom, took it away because of whatever Rick Pitino did in Louisville. We're still, 
you know, which I don't even remember what he did, but, you know. And then a bunch of teams with two, Cincinnati, Florida, Michigan State, NC State, and Oklahoma State, and, and San Francisco. Now, Oklahoma State, I think, won stuff as Oklahoma A&M, because I don't remember them winning in my time, but, you know. And then um, Connecticut, Connecticut, San Diego State was the lowest title of uh, title ratings of all time to, uh, in, uh, what was it, uh, 14, 14. points. Point, uh, almost point, 14.7 million and the lowest by uh, by a million and uh, last year uh, and of course on TBS it was 18.1 million of course that was North Carolina and Kansas two of the blue bloods so there you go uh, and then and that was the most on cable ever for a college basketball game and CBS prior low was 17.09 in 04 with UConn again and Georgia Tech so uh, you know that that was kind of crazy uh, and still better than any uh, finals in the NBA. So uh, that, you know, still college still does better than that. Because you're down to one game and you've worked up to it for three weeks. So, you know, it, it always engenders excitement. But uh, And with, and with the NBA, much. it takes six months to get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim Brando has signed an extension with Fox. And he's uh, been there since 2014. He'll be there through the 2026 season. Uh, and he's been uh, 40 years on national TV. Uh, in, that'll be in 2025. ESPN from 86 through 94. Then uh, he went went to CBS. And then he's been uh, since Fox, uh, you know, with Fox since 14. And then his radio show was on from 01 to 15. I used to like that show. I used to get it here. I did, too. And, that was uh, a good show. That was a good yeah, show. Yeah, it was a good yeah. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So any other? Oh, and then we can throw it in now because uh, we have a Cliff uh, Kingsbury, the wonderful Cardinals coach, is now going to be the quarterbacks coach at USC. So there you go. That's that's been. You know, that's what he college. needs to be doing. That's what he needs to be doing. He's not a head coach in college. He's not a head coach in pro. And yeah, and also uh, yeah, he's he's not. You know, that's where he needs to be. And also one other note: Aaliyah Boston went this college had, and she went number one uh, in WNBA draft to uh, Indiana, Indiana Fever. Indiana, Indiana Fever. Fever. There are yeah. another college note. There are a lot of players especially in women's basketball in the transfer portal. One of the biggest names so far in the transfer portal, uh, Sean will remember this name, and then Iowa played them after that. Haley Van Liff is the way you pronounce it officially. Uh, She is in the transfer portal. uh, From Louisville. Yeah. So we don't know where she's going to wind up. And I think the transfer portal for basketball, men's and women's, is what, May 11th or May? Yeah, somewhere. something it's like right that. Right around. Because but, it's around the same time that uh, college players can start, they, college players can declare for the men's NBA draft May 23rd, and they can take themselves out by around that same time, May 11th. Well, they can already, they be, they can already be declaring, because I know uh, Chris Murray in mm-hmm. Iowa, he's already declared. But I think they officially on the 23rd, and then they can take themselves out by May. They're, they're both right on the, around the same time, the transfer portal and the deciding, hey, I don't want to, as long as they don't get an agent, they can come back for another but year. There are some there are some big, big names, and, and I mean, Van Liff will certainly draw some interest yeah. from somewhere. Now, And remember, I, I suppose we should throw this in, just because you were in the transfer portal that does not mean you're going to undoubtedly no. leave it you're probably going to leave your school that you're with now but not a certainty right there's been a few that they've stayed yeah. there have been. they want to go Anything. what they want to do is the, these guys and, and girls they want to go in and look and you know you speak of uh 
of players. I guess um, Caitlin Clark was offered, she's uh, working with the food bank of Johnson County over in Iowa City to get donations, and apparently they offered to pay her for this, and she declined to take their money. She said, give it to people in need. So um, yeah. there are there are kids that, that do good things like that, and we don't, yeah. we she don't hear make, a lot. Have other we don't, she certainly will, but we don't hear a lot. No. About, we hear, you yeah. know, the kids are getting this, they're getting that. Yeah. We don't hear, and, and probably more of them do it than just her, but you don't hear a lot about, yeah. you know, somebody's doing something nice for other people. I guess we never get headlines. I know they're starting, and, and they'll be going on for a while. Some of them have already happened, I'm sure. Spring football games. Nothing uh, really ever the comes spring out games are all yeah. going on all month. Uh, Texas has yeah. theirs this week. Uh, Ohio State has theirs coming up, Alabama. You'll see a bunch of them on like ESPNU and the SEC Network and yeah. uh, Big Ten Network. You'll start seeing them pop up uh, this week. Uh, that listen, like a few of, listen to your schedules, yeah. Chris, on uh, Sirius XM on Saturdays. They'll, yes. 80, 80 Four will probably have a slew of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so that's kind of, and then college baseball is going. Uh, nothing to really report there yet. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, right? Nothing, nothing real major. I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't say never, but I don't know that you're going to see a repeat from Ole Miss. They've had a lot of pitching, yeah, injuries this year. And as you well know, in college, you you don't have that many scholarships. So injuries. Right. If you have one or two big ones, that'll really hurt you in college baseball. And a couple yes, of weeks ago, it's probably not true anymore. I have no clue. BC was ranked 14 in in the in the rankings in college baseball. Yeah, yeah. There's like five polls, so it's kind of hard. There's a there's not an AP and a coaches poll like the Baseball America, the so and so. There's five polls in college. There's a lot of polls. I'm sure whoever gave it. I think it was Joe Castiglione. Yeah. He gave the highest ranking. That's what you always do. Oh, yeah. When you, when you have yeah. a game coming in, you have a team coming in, and there are three here and four there. Well, you're facing the number three team because that's what we're going to say. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Either way, that's yeah. pretty cool for BC. Even even it you is. know after a month. No. Oh, they're, do, they're still doing good. well. They're, they're doing well. Yeah, teams in the, in, but teams in the, in the North is they're... difficult. And UConn did well yeah, last year. Remember, the they, they almost made the, they, did they yeah. make the World Series or almost make the World Series? I forget. I think what they, they did, almost but... made it. Yeah. And Stony Brook. Stony Brook it's, it's, it's difficult for teams in the North yeah. to do well this early because they don't get to practice all winter like those Southern teams no. do. Well, they can play today. It's 77 degrees. Oh, yeah. It's 80 here, so they can play today. Yeah, beautiful day. (laughs) Yes, they can. All right. So I guess we can go into baseball then. Uh, Speaking of baseball. Philadelphia lost uh, Derek Hall, who was uh, filling in for Reese Hoskins. Remember, we talked about him a couple weeks ago, the Phillies' first baseman that they lost. And he was uh, playing, but he'll be out for quite some time. So Cody Clemens was going to play as of Friday. I don't know if he's. Uh, or maintain that um, job or not? What they have do- what they have done the past couple of days is I forget who's playing third, but they moved Alec Baum over to first. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 So yeah, I think and, la- and last hit- night it certainly paid off. They scored fifteen runs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody has never been a, in in the majors because he was with the Tigers for a while and he was not much of a hitter, you know, in no. the majors. And so. the one, by the way, former yeah, so and, that, and and that's what like, you, that's what the worry is with Cody Clemens is they need somebody who's going to. Yeah. I think what you'll see is as it gets deeper into the season and some teams can you know be eliminated or whatever. Yeah. Dave Dombrowski will make a trade to fill that spot. Mm-hmm. And he's not he's not in trouble like his brother. 
Yeah. No, his brother, I guess, got nailed with a uh, DUI uh, or whatever. Yeah, so, Casey uh, did, yeah. Uh, uh, Corey, Corey. 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 Corey, yeah, yeah Corey, that's right, Corey Casey. We don't want to mix with, them uh, up, because uh, I'm sure uh, yeah. Roger and Debbie have mixed them up a few times, because, like, you know, all these K yeah. names, it's yeah, pretty K crazy. Casey's still down in the minors. Corey, yep. I don't think, ever made the no, major. Corey is no, 34, and he's a real estate agent, so, yeah. yeah. Now, Roger was at the game, I guess, on Friday night, when Cody started at first base, so Roger cool. was there. Cool. In his, okay. Philly, in his Phillies gear. Yeah, well, he's been always been a loyal Phillies fan, a closet Phillies fan. Uh, Omar Navarez from the Mets, uh, he got a strained uh, calf muscle, will be out a couple of months. So they uh, brought up uh, uh, Francisco Alvarez to do right. their catching, do some of their him catching. And, him and Thomas Nito will split the catching duties. Right. And this guy is a really good athlete because they were talking about him when the Red Sox played the Pirates last week. O'Neill Cruz, he got a fractured uh, ankle in a plate uh, collision on Sunday yep. and will be out a few months. And he can throw the ball like from, not that you need to, but he can throw the ball like 98 miles an hour from shortstop across the field and stuff. And, you know, he's, well, and he's, he's also a great like athlete. Foot, he's also like six foot seven. Chris, yeah, so right. That helps. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't damage his career, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. And then the uh, Red Sox had their first injury of the year. Adam Duvall uh, broke his uh, left wrist Sunday in a collision in the outfield. It's undetermined timetable for for that, and they don't know. Right now they're not planning surgery. This is just driving me crazy because this whole Trevor brings back Trevor Story memories here. Because what happened with Trevor Story is, oh, he's going to be out. He'll be back. Well, they were saying at least it wasn't broken at that time. Then I think they decided later there maybe were some little fractures in there. But they, they ended up fooling around and fooling around the whole second half of the year, brought him back a little bit right at the, in September for meaningless games. Then... In about January or February, I forget when it was, we talked about it here, they decided then to do surgery. And now he's going to be back, you know, maybe after the All-Star break if, if we're lucky. But I just don't trust the Red Sox training staff. It's just like they don't, let's wait and see. Let's do the rehab. Let's do the, the therapy. Let's see. We don't really want to. And, you know, you end up wasting time. I mean, make a quicker decision. Decide what you're going to do. Get a, Get somebody in there and do what you need to do. Now, we do know that, you know, the thing with uh, Brock Purdy, Sometimes with these, and I, I just threw that in as a thought, sometimes the swelling has to go down before you can find out what you're going to do. And that's what happened to him. But I'm not, you know, the wrist is very complicated. When, when you look at your wrist, look at all the little bones you yeah, got in there. there's a lot of and little all bones in there. It all depends on how you broke it. It could be a clean fracture. Mm -hmm. Like my wife broke hers day after Thanksgiving in 2011. She had the surgery. They said, oh, we've got to pop it. There was a British guy. He says, oh, yes, we must pop it. And he said it that way just manually until the next day when she had surgery. They figured it out. She was home. Sunday, starting to use her hand, uh, you know, around the house. She was out of work for a while because she couldn't type. But, you know, it, it's like some are very simple and some are, are more complicated. So I just hope they don't botch the thing. And Chris, remember. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Oh, oh, Bill, go ahead. Just one other thing. Remember, he is a type 1 diabetic. So he is. His, is he? His, oh, yes. His okay. process yeah, may okay. be yeah, a little yeah, slow. They'll keep an eye on that. And that's the same wrist. He tore a tendon sheath last year and he was out. That doesn't mean it has anything to do with the, could be on the whole other side yeah. of the hand and everything else. But he did do that to that wrist. It may have nothing to do with any anything uh, with this injury. So, but just but then uh, Tampa Bay is now tenant. to a very hot start too. He was. He was. Yeah. He was hitting uh, uh, what was it? Four yeah. homers and fourteen RBIs already. Something like yeah. that. And like a bunch of yeah, extra bunch base of hits. Uh, Tampa Bay is ten and zero. 
and they're the seventh team to ever do that. And the last uh, Milwaukee in '87, uh, were, were, and they went to 13 and 0. Tampa Bay has outscored their opponents 76 to 18. Now their opponents, they did play the Red Sox last night, and that was a you know one nothing game, and that was you know their first good game because every game they'd won by more than four runs, four or more. And they played the mighty Tigers, the mighty uh, Nationals, and the mighty uh, Oakland A's. So that's you know kind of why they were able to do what they did. But uh, hey, you're, everybody's going to play everybody, so that's, that's going right. to happen. And you, and you you know what? You play the schedule you're dealt. And I know everybody's saying, hey, they're playing a soft schedule. That's true, but you yep. still have to win those games. That's uh, right. They don't, they don't, and there are a lot. And there are a lot of teams who played that kind of a schedule both this year and in years prior who don't win those games. That's the right. only thing I found disappointing about, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is the biggest crowd they had there this weekend was 15,000, and they only had 13,000 there last night. And I'm thinking, uh, I know people don't like that stadium in Tampa. They've made that very clear. But when your team's off to such a good start, mm-hmm. you've got to support them. The Spurs played in the Hemisphere Arena when they raised the roof and you had to sit behind poles and it was a dog. They yeah, showed up. They showed up, right? You know, right. for what? Well, and you've seen, you know, you've seen that for you've seen that with the Cubs for years. I mean, Wrigley Field, the Cubs can be sixty and a hundred and two, and those fans show up because yeah. they're Cub yep. fans and they and they want yep. to go to Wrigley Field. Fenway's There's a lot of bad stadiums. Fenway's not the most comfortable place to watch. It's gotten better, but the uh, the seats are not the size of people. We both in 1912, Correct. and people are a little bigger than that now. That's so, correct. you know, that's what Eddie Andelman always used to point out. So the record is 13-0 and from the 82 Braves who made the postseason and the 87 Brewers who did not. So there you go. Just, and by uh, the way, Chris, uh, of speaking things. of the Tigers, I guess Jim Price is not going to do any road games this year the they they have settled on a road commentator this year though and his name's his name is bobby scales who played sounds like a um, dj on a on a drake radio station <laughs> well he might be bobby that too but but he play, i know among other teams he did play for the i cubs for a couple of years and was he was a really good player here the fans mm-hmm. loved him and i listened to a little bit of the game with the rays the other day and he he, he knows baseball so he'll do fine is he doing any play-by-play, or is it just no. going to be? Uh, It'll be Dan you know, Dickerson. Dan Dickerson, yeah. As it all, yeah. as it is with Jim Price, Dan Dickerson does it all there. Yeah. And Joe Castiglione was back, and of course he lives in the uh, you know in that in, in uh, Fort Myers. So he came back and did the uh, Red Sox last night. So he was with Lou and and um, and Will. So that that was good. So and then I think. And by the way, say uh, Suzuki and Brandon Hughes are on rehab with the I Cubs. And uh, Suzuki, of course, an outfielder. He was a pitcher, and uh, they had to play on. The weather wasn't awful, but the wind was howling the other day in St. Paul. They had a doubleheader, and you could hear the <laughs> you could hear the wind through the crowd, Mike. And yeah. um, they both did well. Suzuki got some hits, and uh, Hughes pitched his scoreless inning. So that'll be if they can pitch like that when they get back to the big leagues, it'll be good. Okay. Any other baseball notes before we move to the NFL? Bill, how about the Reds? <laughs> What? The Reds. How about the Reds, Bill? I, it's like Bernie says on Thursday night, I plead silence. <laughs> <laughs> they won though last night. <laughs> no, they didn't. They lost. I, I guess what I would. I guess what I would say though, Bill, they're not necessarily winning the games yet. At least in some of them, they're at least in the game. Well, they're in the game, but they're out of the game. They have no hitting, really. You know, a few singles hitters, but. 
their some of their starting pitching is doing pretty well, but when you get to starters four and five, forget it. You know, they they don't have any depth, plus their bullpen blows up almost every other night. So mm-hmm. wouldn't And wouldn't guys and some of the guys uh, like Spencer Steer and those guys, they're still they're still probably adjusting to the big leagues. And that shortstop is too. He's is it Bar- is it Barrero? Yeah, I think he'll be back in the minors soon. And how did the Red Sox lose three to the Pirates? I don't understand. <laughs> you know, I, from what I have heard, and I've not checked out any Pirates games yet this year. I'm, I mean, we'll play them at some point, and I'm sure it's right. coming up. But the Pirates are apparently a little more impressive than they have been. They are. So. They are. I mean, that's the thing. It seemed like they were, they were playing pretty good pretty good baseball. Now, you know, they, it, it's the long term. That's baseball. It's a, it's a marathon. You can lose three to anybody. You can win three. And then they beat the Tigers the three games from, from them. So that was nice. But when you play those two teams, you're supposed to win four, not three. You know At least the one so. thing you can guarantee about going to a Pirates game is you might see a good fight. Yeah, well, they, they, that's very possible. That's true. Yeah, it seems like I hear Jerry talking about pirate fights almost every year. You know, one way. Nice to have you, Jenny. Okay, but but so. you know that's the thing. Being a Cubs fan, I I still love to just sit down sometimes and just flip the dial around, see what games I yep. come up with, and you know mm-hmm. I listen to the Cubs. Yes, but if I can come up with a game that's really really intriguing or really really good, I will stop and listen to it. So. And, and, you know, I would encourage, especially those teams whose teams are not that great, we'll put it that way, that might be yep. something good to do. Just yeah. flip the dial yeah. around, see what you can come up with that's intriguing and that might capture your attention. And, mm-hmm. I've already and by the way, and by the way, Bob Costas loves the new, the new yep. pitch clock. He loves it. He said it's back to the way the, the, the length of the game should be. That's right. Oh, no, I have not. I've not heard unless you guys have. I've not heard much negativity anymore no. about the new rules. No, no, no. Um, it's just new enforcement. And, and by the way, in case I know Chris, you'll bring you'll bring this yeah. up before it's all said and done. Dick Bramer was right. out this weekend. He was yeah. ill. So Corey Provis, and even yesterday was on TV. So I yes. know a lot of people like to like us to discover that stuff. Yep. So, um, because Dick Bramer was a little under the weather, uh, Corey Provost was on TV, and Chris Atterbury was doing has been doing radio. Yep. Okay. I guess any more baseball before we go to the NFL? No, I think we've covered it. Okay. Uh, John Elway is no longer involved with the Denver Broncos. He was a consultant. Contract has expired, and both sides mutually agreed that this was you know okay. And he was uh, GM, director of player personnel, whatever, from 2011 to 2020, and then uh, and no playoffs after 2016. And of course, a revolving door of quarterback. He did bring in you know um, Peyton Manning, and they got a Super Bowl out of it. So there was that. So well, he got that accomplished. But. As a rule. As as a rule, though, the, the Elway, the GM, wasn't real good. No, he wasn't. No. I've heard, though, I heard the rumor was since Walmart owns it now, they're going to transfer him to make him be a door reader. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Okay. Inside the NFL, not coming back to uh, Paramount Plus in 2023, and the uh, apparently the NFL is shopping it around, and we'll see where it ends up going. But uh, that's not been announced yet. And, uh, my, gu- my guess is, Chris, they're going to try and, and pair it up with uh, YouTube TV to 
to go along with Sunday Ticket. Uh, you know, that that's yeah. just my theory on that. Well, the I NFL think they need a broad, I mean, I don't know how many people have YouTube TV. I think what they need is like a broadcast partner too. You know, maybe an ESPN. Well, Paramount Plus was streaming. No, Paramount uh, Plus was streaming also. You yeah, to, yeah. You had to have Paramount, Paramount Plus. But. Paramount Plus is owned by the same people that own CBS. So right. You know. and I, I think yeah. Chris, there may be more. Well, there will be now, of course, with Sunday Ticket. I think they're probably are more that have YouTube TV than you might think because you can watch YouTube TV on any uh, smart TV mm-hmm. that you okay. have. So there might and, be more than you think. You, I don't know. I don't know YouTube, that but there might be. And YouTube TV has most of your cable channels. Now they don't. Yes, they do. They don't have your. They don't have your RSNs. They don't have they, any they, of those, but they have. They, they have some of them, Sean. They, like I think in my case, if I were to get YouTube, I think I could get NBC Sports Chicago. But I would not mm-hmm. get the Bally ones. No, the Bally yeah. and the AT Bally and the AT and Cs are not on there. But the NBC oh, Sports one, you are correct. And the yeah. RSNs may be in trouble anyway. They're with coming. All their- well, yeah, they're yeah. yeah. That's they're a whole show. We can do on Bill. Those channels are coming. Don't worry about it. They're going to default yeah. by bankruptcy. And it sounds like even if, and I mean we've hit this in the past, but even if the RSNs, uh, if the bankruptcy, you know, if they have to do something, it sounds like. Uh, baseball and, and NBA and NHL especially are going to figure out ways uh-huh. to keep those afloat so you don't right. lose your games. Uh, right. Yeah. So Odell Beckham signed one year for $18 million with Baltimore, and apparently uh, the, the story is that this is what Lamar wants. So Lamar wants and, him there. That's what I heard today on the sports. So And as, as I understand it, though, Lamar put out a, a tweet uh-huh. after the signing that it didn't make any difference really to him. Okay. Nope. And Odell no. Beckham's his contract is fifteen million of that eighteen million is guaranteed. That's right. But I, I think the big thing to Lamar is Lamar wants his money. That's that's number yeah. one. Yeah, well, that's right. Look, I think he deserves his money, guys. But I don't think he deserves what uh, Watson is getting in Cleveland. I, I think he's trying to overvalue himself. Okay, so we were we were talking about YouTube, and uh, why don't you guys take it because uh, there were different prices banded around before the show. So what's well, going on with yeah, YouTube? Yeah, we got it all. We got yeah, we got it all straightened out now finally, and thanks to Chad and Zay from the Horn here in Austin that cleared it up. And what they thought, all right, if you sign up for Sunday Ticket, remember it's going to YouTube. If you are a YouTube TV subscriber. Before June sixth, it's two forty nine for Sunday ticket, and if you want Red Zone, it's two eighty nine. And then for uh, non YouTube TV subscribers, if you just want to go on there, it's three forty nine and three eighty nine. After June sixth, it goes up to three forty nine and three eighty nine for YouTube TV subscribers, and four forty nine and four eighty nine for non YouTube TV subscribers. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's how it works. Okay. Yep. So, Rick, do you have any other NFL notes? I've got a couple. Um, uh, the receiver Richie James from the Giants, who had a came out of nowhere and had a pretty good year last year. He signed with Kansas City. Um, Atlanta sent a fifth round pick today to Detroit for uh, defensive back Jeff Akuda. He's a pretty good ball player. Yeah. Um, but after all the free agency and waiting for the draft in a couple of weeks, it, it was dead this year. And you know, in fact, it, it was so dead that no matter what Bill says, I'm not taking my paycheck this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and oh, and our Aaron Rodgers rumor news of the week that just came out today: the Jets are saying they've come to an agreement to think they're going to get him. Green Bay is saying nothing. So perhaps yeah, we don't know. The Jets are saying they I think they have him, but uh, saying nothing. Uh, from what I'm hearing, it's supposed to happen on draft night. 
Okay. So we'll, we'll see. Okay. okay. We'll okay. see. Although, oh, draft night should be interesting, that's for sure. Because I think there's a lot of teams that want to move up and down, yeah. you know. Any word, Bill, on what the Colts are going to do for a quarterback? I mean, I've heard about nine different stories there. There is nothing new. They're trying to move up, or they should move up to number three so they can guarantee their choice between uh, the guy from Kentucky, Ian Richardson. But Well, uh, there's about six teams that want to move up to number three. So, yeah. so you know the Colts will be behind, so they'll probably take what's left over at number four, <laughs> I would say, if I were predicting that's probably what's going to happen. It'll be Will Levi's right here for your Indianapolis Colts. So there you go. Okay. Well, for our Chicago Bears discussion, Jamal, if you would go ahead and unmute, we would be able to hear you. So if you want to call in, Jamal. or whatever he wants to talk about. A, a, a couple of things here. First of all, about the NFL draft. I heard that there was a bit of a scheduling conflict for what a draft wanted to be held in Detroit. Is that true? No, it's going to be in Kansas City, Jamal. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was going to be, okay, it's going to be in Kansas City. I don't know why I thought it was going to be in Detroit. Yeah. No, no. Okay. No, no. Okay, but, but number two, about the Indianapolis Colts, and what Bill was saying, I mean, the Colts could get a good quiet. Why do they stand pat in the first place? You know? Yeah. Well, part of that, Jamal, just depends on what each team wants. I mean, the Bears, the Bears are number one. They don't need a quarterback. Oh. Okay. Jamal, you got your backup lights on me. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just born in a bus. But anyway, as I was, as I was saying, uh, I mean, the, the Bears could really, I mean, not the Bears, but the Colts could really stand past and that quarterback for Kentucky will probably drop because the top two is probably Bryce Young and then the uh, guy from Ohio State. TJ Stroud. Cardinals. Yep. Yeah, the Cardinals don't need a, the Cardinals don't need a quarterback. Nope. So the Colts will be no. sitting pretty by the stand up behind where they're at. Well, they will. They yeah, somebody's got to trade. Yeah. Somebody's got to trade for that Cardinals pick. Yeah. Yeah. So the Cardinals are just going to stand pat, even though the, he's when's he coming back? Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know because he's he's going to be out for most of the I year. I think they're going to. I think they're going to trade the pick. I think the Cardinals have a trade where uh, that they're working. Oh yeah, they will. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's what well, I heard. And remember, Carolina has the number one pick now, not the Bears. You know, oh, that's crazy. right. Carolina has an. Sorry yep. about that. Carolina yeah. has yep. the number one yep. pick, not the yeah. Bears. And I don't right. think they've announced who they're taking yet. Have they? No. no. Well, no. even if they, even I if they know, even if they know, we we won't know it officially till draft night. The NBA well, likes to keep. You might hear. You might. Th- we may hear and think we know, but they like to officially keep that under wraps. They yeah. sometimes, you know, they'll say because uh, I remember maybe they've changed the rules, but there have been years. And Rick, you'll remember this that you know yeah. about three or four days beforehand they even signed the guy. You know, and so yeah, but I think like Curry says now that now that the draft is such a big TV yeah. deal, I think they do want to keep. Oh, yeah. Quiet. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. It may be, they may know it and it may be done, but they yeah. want to keep it quiet. I think we'll hear, I think we'll hear though yeah. a few days before next week. I think we'll know. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, at one point there was when, when they were watching Straub work out, the quarterback coach of the team off camera said something like, you know, they're talking about 
I don't know, fishing or hunting or something. He says, well, when you, when you live in Carolina, then we'll do this and do that. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Any other, uh, I guess, uh, any other NFL stuff before we go to hockey? No. no. Okay. Take a nap here before the book talk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Toronto hasn't won a round since 2004. And they beat Ottawa four games to three in 04, but no playoffs then until 13. And they've, and Dave from Toronto is back on our system and he gave us this information. They, they're on a 10 game losing streak in games when they could qualify for the next round. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. And they're going to be playing Tampa Bay. A lot Bay of those on. against the Bruins. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, two or three. Yeah. They, they beat the, yeah, yeah, three of them against the Bruins because remember, and they, they had that four to one comeback the Bruins did, but then they yeah. also had the one in game six and game seven, game six in Toronto. And then they won yeah. um, game seven here. So yeah. So uh, the Bruins are 63-12-5. So they had been tied with uh, Detroit from 19 and uh, Detroit from 96 and Tampa Bay from 2019. And uh, they now have the, you know, the record for points. They have, uh, I mean, the record for wins. They have 131 points. And they have Montreal, and they can still do this, of course. They've got two games to go. Montreal had the record for points for 132, the 76-77. Of course, that was in fewer games. So it can, if, if Ford Frick were around, he'd get an asterisk. But, uh, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. But uh, the Bruins, you know, even if, you know, you, you end up not winning. And, and I'm, I'm not, but, you know, the, that's the thing. You know, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, uh, you know, you have teams like the uh, the Seattle Mariners in 01 and the Philadelphia and the uh, Warriors in 16, the 173 games. The Mariners won 116. The the uh, Dodgers last year won 111. The Indians won 111 and 54. They lost, but there's teams that have won the thing. So you know, you just don't know. Yeah. So, it, but it's win. I think for both teams here, and I I think Rick will bear me out listening to the sports talk shows around here. It's you know. Especially for the Bruins. The Bruins don't win. They'll be jumping off the Mystic Bridge, as we say around here. Uh, with the Celtics, maybe there's a little more doubt, but I think people really will be disappointed in both teams if they don't win it. Yeah, I think, I think people are already a little little um, disgusted with the Celtics for blowing the number one seed. They had that wrap, they had a five-and-a-half game lead a couple yeah. of months yeah, ago. They did. And they lost, they lost to some terrible teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Bruins, I mean, this, this regular season has been the most fun regular season I think I've ever had in any sport. They have been amazing. But it's hockey. Anything can happen in the playoffs. You get a bad bounce, you get a hot goalie, anything can happen. Well, we lived through 1971, and the regular season was very similar to this. And, uh, you know, look yeah. what happened. So somehow this was more fun than 71. I don't know why. Maybe better competition. Because yeah. 71, there was a lot of expansion. And, you know, they're winning a lot of 8-3 to three games and stuff. This this was a lot different, but uh, and a lot more defense. Yeah. Well, Another, another thing is, you know, that, that we I, we have to I have to apologize. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I thought the Bruins were going nowhere. Me too. And 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 it's been amazing, and they've made the, the great moves as the trade deadline, and and um, they still can't draft, but but they put together a heck of a team right now. Well, so we got that. Pasternak. Yeah, two, two minutes, so let's see how much of this. Okay, uh, okay. Pasternak with sixty goals, and he had the hat trick on Sunday night, and uh, he, uh, you know, he he's got. Uh, okay, uh, you know the the thing. Okay, I ran down a lot of those teams that did, uh, you know, had great records and not won. Pasternak for first Bruins in seventy four, seventy five with sixty games, and he did. Uh, and uh, Esposito, uh, yeah, who did I say? Uh, you, you, know, you said 60 games instead of goals. 60 goals in, uh, since Esposito yeah. in 74-75. We yeah. did it uh, f- uh, four times. And it's been, been done 23 times in, in league history, is that all? And uh, 
and he has also gotten up to 300 goals already. And he was drafted 25th in 2014. Uh, we found that out, and he didn't even come up until like November of 20. That was the year Jack Eichel was number one. And you know, so they can't draft. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't them. That was Peter Shirelli. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So there you go. And uh, the NHL debut was uh, he was up and down with Providence for the first year. So. And Connor McDavid, uh, 64 goals, and uh, McDavid has uh, is the sixth player with 150 points, and first one since uh, Mario in '95 and '96. Mario Lemieux. Robert, you had a, a note on uh, one of the defensemen getting 100 uh, points. Eric Carlson became the sixth defenseman in NHL history to score 100 points, 25 goals, 75 assists. He got two goals last night. And I find that amazing. With the history of hockey, only six defensemen have ever done that. And, of course, he's still got two games left. And, of course, he's with the uh, lowly San Jose Sharks. And uh, I, I would suspect that he might get traded during the offseason if somebody wants to pick up the four more years he's got left on his deal. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. Very very good, Sean. Take it home. That's cool. All right. Well, folks, uh, of course, come back next week. If you want to leave any comments or questions or anything, you can. Sports Lines at allthingsradio.net, 800-693-0595, option number two. Uh, get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and come back next week. Those of you listening live, stay tuned for Book Talk with that voice you heard earlier, Jenny Sparks and Nolan Crabb. And until next Tuesday, we are out of here.